Guys are pretty special, aren't they? Uh, they're quite something. Casey Duckwell's really quite something. I think you're right behind me. There you are. Um, the Christmas season is upon us. You don't often get a carol service and a general election in the same week, but we have been blessed with both uh, so far. Both in their way are the Christmas season, the general election season, are actually, there might be something in this, they are both about leaders. Obviously the question that has been key uh, through this week, what kind of leader were you looking for? What kind of leader were you looking for? The analysts, the commentators in the past uh, 24 hours or so have been poring over the data, haven't they? have been analyzing and assessing uh, why did some leaders succeed? Uh, why did some appear to fail? Uh, who seemed to be the right kind of leader for the moment? Who seemed to meet expectations? Who didn't and why? It is a question, can I tell you, that I'm very aware of as well. Um, if I can introduce myself, if you don't know me, my name is Paul. Uh, I've been appointed as the new rector here at uh, Holy Trinity Platts. Um, and you can imagine, uh, understandably, quite a few people uh, when I meet them, uh, I kind of asking the same sort of question. Paul, are you the right kind of leader? Are you the right kind of leader for here? Can I tell you a story um, about a carol service that I was leading uh, a few years ago? Uh, you'll see me as I am here. I'm, I'm mixed race. Um, and uh, I met uh, a young um, British Asian chap at the carol service that I was leading. And after the service, he came to talk to me. And he was clearly just really amazed uh, that I had been leading the carol service uh, at the front. Um, and, uh, and he kind of came to me and he kind of had his you know, mouth open and a real sort of wide eyed and said, they let you do this. And uh, we got chatting and I said, yeah, they do. I know, it's extraordinary. Um, uh, they, uh, they let you do this. And, uh, and we got chatting and I, you know, I asked him about it, what he was studying and what he was doing. And he, he would ask me what I was doing. And every now and again as we were talking, he would just stop and go, but seriously, they let you do this. <laughs> we all want the right kind of leader. But who is the right kind of leader? I'm going to try and answer that in the next few minutes from the words of Isaiah, the first reading that we had um, earlier this evening. They're printed at the back of your booklets. If you wanted to turn up just towards the, the nearly the, the back page, the inside back page, uh, they're words from Isaiah. Now, that reading is from the Old Testament. So it's several centuries ago. Um, it's a prophetic text. It's a, a prophecy. So the best analogy I have is it's like uh, those kind of uh, deep-voiced movie uh, voiceovers that you get at the start of a film sometimes. Um, you know, you imagine somebody uh, with a, a very good, uh, rich voice says, there was a legend that a leader would come. You know, it's that sort of, uh, that kind of thing. Isaiah is writing to, uh, to a nation uh, God's people at the time, who were divided. They had had a history, uh, they'd broken down in their history, uh, there'd been a civil war. Uh, there were now in the nation, would you believe, two sort of main leaders within a split nation who were vying for control. There are points of resonance with today. Uh, they had, as a people, they had largely turned their back on God as their leader, and they were looking to their own leaders to save them in his place. And the country was deeply divided. And the word that Isaiah used, you notice at the very start, 
The people walking in darkness. He uses the word darkness. Uh, The people living in the land of deep darkness. And he uses darkness because it means distress. It means anxiety. It means uncertainty. Here is a divided land. He's talking about a society that is not at ease with itself anymore. Not at ease with itself. Isaiah calls it darkness. But the opening suggests that that is not where God is going to leave them. He is going to bring them light. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. It's interesting, isn't it? Just even in the past uh, day or so, one of the words that has been used in light of the election is the word healing. The sense that the nation needs some kind of healing. Isaiah, as he pictures uh, what uh, he he envisages for the future of, of the people here, is that God will bring the nation back together, that he will bring some kind of healing. Uh, He talks about enlarging the nation and increasing their joy. He actually brings to mind uh, pictures that we might um, sort of recognize or be able to translate. He he pictures things like um, harvests, times of plenty together for a nation. He he pictures uh, victories when their backs uh, were against the wall. Uh, He pictures festivals. Um, I was thinking if you bring to mind something like the Olympics that was held here. There was that spirit of, uh, of unity and a spirit of uh, joy and, and, and enjoying who we were. That's the kind of picture that Isaiah presents of, of what the country will be that he's writing to. But you wouldn't picture those things if everything was fine then, would you? And that's the point. They weren't fine. They weren't at ease with themselves. I spent some time um, earlier this year at a conference um, on conflicts and reconciliation, uh, war and peace, if you like. Um, It was held in Bosnia, in the Balkans, uh, a place, as you may know, which has a history of uh, conflicts, of turmoil, a place with a history of not being at ease with itself. And it was facilitated by some uh, people who had worked in the field of conflict resolution. And it was pointed out a number of times that in the UK, in parts of Europe, in parts of the US, in, in other parts around the world, we have been plunged into internal conflicts. It may be not the case that somebody went on the radio and said, We are now at war with one another. But things have been exposed. We've suddenly realized we are more in conflict with one another than we have thought. There are places in our world that are not at ease. Perhaps it struck you in recent days how, as we turn our back on God, we put incredible weight on our own leaders. We build up the leader that we hope in, and then we pull down our opponent's leaders. And then if ours don't work out, we start tearing them down as well. We're not at ease. And perhaps we're even, some of us here this evening will be aware of darkness, dark times, anxiety, uncertainty for ourselves too. 
Uh, Hannah was courageous in uh, speaking of the reality uh, that she has known. And there'll be many here, I suspect, who will have known dark times and dark Christmases. That may even be you this evening. And what Isaiah presents to the people is a model for a different kind of leader. A different kind of leader. It begins with those famous words, for to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. He is given to us. It's just the first signal that he is different. He comes from outside. He is a child. He will come in weakness, not in strength. But the government will fall on his shoulders. Leading is a burden, and a burden that he will take on our behalf. It will be by liberation, not oppression. It will be by peace and not by force. And there are, there are, there's a description of uh, four names that are given to him. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The first three of those are all about his ability. Wonderful counselor is uh, his, it's actually his, like his strategic insight. He knows exactly what you need to do. Uh, he has the, uh, the right insights. He has the ability to carry it out. He's the mighty God. Uh, he brings security. He's the everlasting father. He's not going to go away. The first three are about his ability. The fourth is about his humanity. He's the Prince of Peace. Peace here, it's talking about wholeness, completeness, well-being. He's really the, the complete human. He's someone who is at ease with himself and with God. And because he's the Prince of Peace, because that's his, it's like his, his office, uh, his, uh, his role. He brings that ease to others. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. He brings that ease to others. Now, I don't know what you make of uh, the Christian faith. Uh, you might struggle with uh, at church or Christianity. But I wonder, wouldn't you want to know somebody who was completely at ease with who they were as a human? This child doesn't arrive in Isaiah's time, much as though I'm sure they were longing for him. Uh, he doesn't arrive for many centuries. He arrives in the person of Jesus Christ born in Bethlehem all those years ago that we remember every Christmas. Jesus is this different kind of leader. He is far more than we might imagine. You read this and you think, what a guy this would have been. Let's go back to my um, young friend uh, that I described earlier, the one that who, you know, he was surprised enough that I was here. Um, uh, that was... Uh, <laughs> So we said that was impressive enough. I, you know, I was reasonably chuffed to have made a difference. But imagine that he'd come and he'd found somebody who was really impressive or really famous. Imagine, he'd, imagine you'd arrived this evening and, I don't know, 
someone like Barack Obama was standing up here, you'd think, well, I, that was worth the entrance fee, and it was free to get in. So, <laughs> Jesus is a different kind of leader. And there is a shape here for the kind of leader that you and I need. Jesus says, I came to be that leader for you. If you're somebody who's in distress this evening, if you're somebody who knows darkness this evening, if you're somebody who simply senses in our world that we are not at ease, Jesus says, I came to be a leader for you. What could I encourage you to do? I would encourage you, if you are interested, to keep coming along to church. Come back. Find out more about who this leader is. Don't simply come just at Christmas. Our doors are open. You are welcome. Come back and find out more about who he is. Uh, Come and talk to me or anyone you've seen up uh, here at the front afterwards. Uh, I'd love to give you an account Uh, of Jesus' life, which explains what he did, how he lived, who he was, how he was at ease with who he was, and how he brought that to others. Or maybe even this evening, if you have been thinking about this and investigating and pondering Jesus for some time, maybe it is this evening that you need to say, I want to follow you as my leader. What would Isaiah say this week? I think he would say, you might be someone here who is thrilled about the election. Don't let it go to your head. You might be somebody here who is despairing about the election. Don't let it go to your heart. As the months go by, whatever unfolds, when our leaders inevitably let us down whoever you're looking to, when the world still seems like it is in darkness, you'll still find yourself looking for a different kind of leader. We need a leader greater than all of them. I wonder what kind of leader you are looking for this Christmas.